the Safety Act passed by the radical leftists within Illinois state legislature will unleash chaos on communities and businesses in the state. On the latest Sarah Carter show, Mayor Peacock will expose those within his state who are attempting to impose backward policies on local communities and law enforcement. Follow the Sarah Carter show wherever you get your podcasts. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Chews are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com slash Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com slash Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com slash Dana. Does your bank have a policy against funding new oil and gas products? Mr. Diamond. Absolutely not. And that would be the road to hell for America. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Sir, you know what? Everybody that got relief from student loans has a bank account with your bank should probably take out their account and close their account. The fact that you're not even there to help relieve many of the folks that are in debt, extreme debt because of student loan debt and you're out there criticizing it. I like what he had to say. That was a very interesting exchange. And of course, it was Rashida Tlaib who was discussing what we've been talking about for some time with ESG. And there's a lot of stuff going on. But because of some of the things that are moving right now in Congress, I kind of just I really want to kind of get in and focus on some of this. Welcome to the program. It's uh, Thursday, top of our first hour here. Dana Lash here with you. As always, happy to be with you as we wind down this weird week. It's been a weird week of of news and everything else. So we're going to get into all of it. Now, the reason I bring this up is because I saw I wasn't going to start the show. Admittedly, I had something different to start the show with last night. That's how it usually goes. You know, I'll look and I'll get the show arranged and I'll figure out, you know, how I want to, how we want to get stuff set up. You know, how are we going to, what are we going to come in with? You know, what's the biggest, most pressing story of the day? And then I saw, trying to see what time I actually saved this and I, I don't actually see what time I saved it. I saw this piece and this was, this happened yesterday. This was last, last night, I guess, when this happened. Democrats, interestingly enough, Democrats decided that they were not, they voted down this uh, proposal, this motion to investigate, uh, further investigate, I should say, Hunter Biden. Now, there's a lot, there's a lot of stuff that we've seen about the laptops and all of these other discussions with the Bidens and their business interests, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's amazing to me, this was a piece from the Washington Examiner, and the Washington Examiner discussed how the, because Democrats control the House, how the House Oversight Committee voted down 
a resolution to investigate Hunter Biden. Now, he's already under some sort of illusory investigation. And I say it because I don't think it's a real investigation. I say it because I feel like it's a fake. It's not. It's a real investigation, but it's just for optics. It's an investigation to look like they're doing something. But they're not actually going to come away with anything. You know what I mean? It's just like the oh, you know, look, he's under investigation. Quit nagging us. That's that's what it's it. That's what it is. And I made this point this morning. So he, this uh, this move from the House Oversight Committee it was a resolution that was going to force the Biden administration to release documents concerning the Biden family's international business deals because they're getting ready to investigate into. You know, because they know that if the Republican Party takes the majority in the House, that they're going to investigate Hunter Biden. And I'm going to explain here momentarily why that's not just a petty thing. I mean, it's that's a national security thing at this point. The Republicans were led by one of the ranking members, James Comer from Kentucky. He forced the vote, but every single it was a part, party line vote. Every single Democrat voted against it advanced uh, so it didn't advance out of committee it was in their committee it was in their subcommittee they did not want to advance it out of committee so 23 democrats on the committee voted down the resolution and what they wanted what the resolution was asking for is they wanted documentation they wanted some of these documents as it related to the biden family's international business structure now the investigation that i had mentioned already into hunter biden does concern because this is what the left says the left goes well he's already under investigation kind of the documentation that was requested previously was supposed to give some insight into how much income hunter biden and really ultimately all of the bidens receive from their business dealings in china right and so as a result uh, they didn't actually want to share any of that. And so that's what there was an investigation. There hasn't been a peep about the investigation. And one of the reasons they have the laptops is because all of these emails that were actually discussing this very thing I'm talking about, uh, they were a lot of them were on these were on this laptop. So they voted down this resolution, which is insane. Because Joe Biden's son, Hunter, this was back in 2013 when Joe Biden was vice president. He and Hunter Biden hopped on uh Uh, what is it air force two and they flew to beijing they met with xi jinping and right after they met with xi Xi jinping and they shook hands everything else hunter biden walked away with a brand new deal he along with another ccp surrogate a guy named jonathan lee formed a new financial firm and this firm was the very firm that facilitated Chinese acquisition of one of the well it's it's I think it's the largest cobalt mine in the world 75% of the world's cobalt comes from this mine located within a country in Africa called the Democratic Republic of Congo Now the reason that mine came into news you know a little while ago is because they were using child labor And so it was this firm they and this was this was going on this was back in 2013 And in fact, Joe Biden later reciprocated the favor. Jonathan Lee was apparently a favorite of the CCP. He wrote college recommendations for Jonathan Lee's son. So here you have 
Democrats who, and this is where they're making money off of it, Hunter and Joe Biden made millions and millions of dollars off of that firm. BHR is the acronym. It has a very long name. It's, it's called BHR. They partnered with a Chinese Communist Party state-run bank. They're partners with literally the CCP, this firm. And so as Joe Biden was transitioning to the White House, they had to kind of clean up Hunter's career, right? Oh, my gosh, you're partnering with the CCP. So the emails actually show that Joe Biden had agreed to cover all of the lawyers' fees, all the legal fees for Hunter's restructuring of his CCP-partnered firm. See, the only outlets that reported on this, like the New York Times, I think they have more interest than... than and replacing Joe Biden than they do sounding the alarm for voters. But they would never say that to you. I want to dive into this a little bit more here coming up because Democrats, why would Democrats vote to further investigate Hunter? They're not going to vote to compromise themselves. They're not going to vote against and compromise their Marxist Green New Deal lever because it is absolutely a lever by pointing out how manipulating the American and world economies to adopt all electric vehicle, everything that's going to further enrich the Bidens and their friends and transfer power from OPEC to Beijing. They're not going to, that doesn't sell to voters. So they're not going to vote for that. Meanwhile, we're looking at average gas prices rising. Gas prices rose again. Do you know one of the things that I heard? Um, we're going to talk to our friend Charles Payne later on. Uh, the uh, Jerome Powell say, Jerome Powell was saying that the pain, remember how they said this is all transitory? The pain is apparently going to be here for two years, dude. Yeah. Two years we're looking at this. Well, that was his, that was his optimistic view is two years. Unbelievable. We're going to talk with Charles Payne about all of that because think about it. Gas prices are rising. Bidenflation's here to stay. And then we had this huge fire at this Ohio refinery. That's the one thing that we did not need a fire at. It's a BP refinery in Ohio. It provides gasoline for the Midwest. It shut down after a fire. A Toledo refinery, the BP Husky Toledo refinery in Oregon, in, uh, Oregon Ohio, has been safely shut down. They had a fire la- uh, Tuesday night. Nobody knows how the fire started. Reuters said there were fumes leaking from a crude unit that may have caused ignition in another unit at the facility. It processes up to 160,000 barrels of crude each day. It provides the Midwest with gasoline, diesel, jet fuel, propane, asphalt, and other products. This was the last thing that we needed to happen because we actually need more refineries, not, not fewer. And now we're left with fewer. So this is an interesting story from... The further fallout of the border and that lawsuit that uh, these progressive attorneys are getting to file on behalf of these illegal aliens that went to Martha's Vineyard. The activist group, remember how I said it's a bunch of, bunch of progressive uh, uh, attorneys? Of course I'm right. You know I am. Never wrong. Activists suing uh, Ron DeSantis over this. They were, they, yes, they absolutely did get funding from, well, they got funding from George Soros's Open Society Foundations. People sit here and act like this is stuff that Republicans make up or conservatives make up. You realize that you can just literally go to openrecords.com and you can search this stuff because in order to be structured to satisfy IRS purposes or or, or whatever they decide that they need the structure for, you you, you have to have names on things. And so 
the Open Society Foundation long been a big, it's the Open Society, the, three of his nonprofits, the foundation has the Open Society Institute, the Open Society Policy Center, and the foundation to promote open society. And they've, they've done this before, and it's through these entities also that they back some of this push for these progressive DAs. So, of course, they're funding this lawsuit. You knew it. So progressive attorneys get to make money. They donate to the they donate to George Soros. George Soros donates back to them by covering their fees. Look, it's all good, right? Unbelievable. But this is what you can expect from this. We have uh, a lot more on the way, including coming up. You know that adult Democrat who murdered a Republican teenager over politics by his own admission? He's walking free today after posting a $50,000 bond. He's also lawyered up. He's refused to further cooperate with law enforcement. And there's a video that we'll play later of him. He's bellyaching over the fact that his life is going to change. And he just he's so upset by it. You know, I'm sure that the teenager that he murdered would be upset that his life has changed so dramatically, but he's dead. And so he can't anymore. We're going to get into all of that and a bunch more. And coming up, Charles Payne. He's going to break down what this means, the rate, how much pain we're going to be in for Who knows how long? I mean, seriously, we keep hearing all these different things about it. Folks, stop overpaying and let Recoil Gunworks be your go-to for ammo. This is a great Indiana-based company, and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013. Small Midwest town in their basement. And uh, family-owned, they think like us. And they're really known for, over at Recoil Gunworks, their web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, Vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech mm, okay so the uh there's a new feature Google, well maybe potentially i'm getting ahead of myself google is testing a feature allowing users to scrub personal information from search results. Google is piloting a new privacy feature that enables people to scrub personal information out of web searches. It's the new remove result button. It appeared this week for a handful of Google app users across, uh, or owners rather, across the US and Europe, enabling people to request that pages containing their phone numbers and home address and things like that be removed from appearing in these searches. And so they said that they could also, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff that's not all of it's even accurate, but still, it's like, you don't, that's weird. You just don't want that stuff. You don't want that stuff out there. It's just, it's weird. Uh, this from boop, 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 ABC, internal FDA report on infant formula crisis details, the shortfalls in response. 
I also have this categorized under today and duh. The FDA was saying that they lack the authority to make companies do the right thing. Basically, it's an entire piece from ABC where they're allowing the FDA to kind of skirt responsibility on this. So, no, I don't I'm not buying it. Not at all. You guys, I wonder why it's such a mystery why college tuitions are so incredibly high. Don't you know? It's such a mystery. Or is it? Here's an example of why it may not be. New York University is now offering classes on Lana Del Rey. Yeah, you can take very expensive classes at NYU, exploring the pop star's connection to social justice and movements such as Black Lives Matter, such as Me Too, and Time's Up, such as. Doesn't that sound like you want to pay lots of money to take this class? No, it doesn't, does it? Yay. I mean, why? Just, I don't get it. Why? This is, and you wonder why it's so so incredibly expensive. Cancer deaths in the United States have declined by 2% every year since 2016, according to a new report. It's uh, the American Association for Cancer Research. They say these fatalities are continuing to decline. It says 2.3% decrease every year between 2016 and 2019 and a 32% reduction overall. So that's about 3.5 million lives saved. And they said that there are more than 18 million survivors living in the U.S., equivalent to 5.4% of the population. Compare that to 50 years earlier, only 3 million. So that's pretty significant. Uh, Good on that. So, all right. So Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor are going to face off in 2023. Now, Mayweather says he only wants to fight guys that can't hit hard. I guess he didn't want to bruise his pretty face or something like that. The smack talk is already happening. I totally get it. It's like basically an exhibition fight at this point. But I still think it's actually pretty cool. I'm so, of course I'm going to watch it. Are you asking me? If, yes, I am. The last, the last time these guys fought was in Vegas in August of 2017. And it went 10 rounds. Uh, clearly, Mayweather won because he's insane. But um, I don't know. I think it's going to be, they don't even know if it's going to be an exhibition or a real fight. I'm saying right now it's an exhibition. That's what it's going to be. This is like when Mitt Romney got into the fight. I'm not comparing to either of them to Mitt Romney, but you know what I mean. He literally said, quote, so guys like Conor McGregor and guys that don't really hit hard, such as YouTubers or UFC guys, I really don't mind colliding with those kind of individuals, but nothing where I'm going to put myself in a position where I'm going to hurt myself, he said. Oh, my gosh. That is that is the, one of the worst insults ever. Stick with us. Our friend Charles Payne from Fox Business joins us to tell us how much pain we're going to be in financially thanks to the Fed and spending. Yay! If you're like me, you're growing more and more concerned about the future. Inflation is at its highest level in 40 years. Interest rates are skyrocketing and market experts not only predict a recession, but they're using terms like, quote, economic hurricane and unprecedented. So if you want to protect your future, do what I did. Call the only precious metal dealers that I trust. American Hartford Gold. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. So get started with just one short phone call and they'll have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or inside your IRA or 401k. They're the highest rated firm in the country with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied clients. Call right now and you'll receive up to $1,500 of free silver on your first qualified order. Don't wait. Call 866-887-1188. That's 866-887-1188. Or text Dana to 998899. Protect your future with American Hartford Gold. 866-887-1188. Or text Dana to 998899. 
Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. I don't know what the odds are. I think that that there's a very high likelihood that we'll have uh, a period of what I've mentioned is below trend growth, by which I mean much lower growth, and we're seeing that now. So the median forecast, I think, this year for uh, among my colleagues and, and me was 0.2% growth. So that's that's very slow growth. And and then below trend next year, I think the median was 1.2, also well below. So that's a slower, uh, that's, a, that's a very slow level of growth, and it could give rise to increases in unemployment. Oh, boy. That's the federal chair, uh, Jerome Powell, saying yesterday what we all knew, talking about interest rate increases, a hike to 3.25%, highest level since uh, 2008. And we also heard that the pain is going to come. It doesn't seem transitory. It's for the next two years we're going to be seeing this. Oh, my gosh. Let's go to the expert on this issue. This is his wheelhouse. My friend Charles Payne, host of Making Money with Charles Payne, which you can watch weekdays on Fox Business, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Charles, always good to talk with you. Thanks so much for your time, my friend. So, two, I mean, this is definitely, it's not transitory. It's also uh, sooner than what they said like last year. They said last year at this time we weren't going to see anything to what, 23, 24? But now here we here we are. We're in pain. Uh, what are we going to do to get out of this? Well, you know, the, here's, the, here's, the, here's the conundrum. By the way, it was interesting when he was, when he was talking about 0.2% could lead to higher unemployment. What he really yeah. wanted to say is 0.2% better lead to higher unemployment because, unfortunately, that's one of his goals. You know, the Federal Reserve's got a few markers here. They've got a few boxes they want checked off. And one of them is job losses, right? And and, uh, 4.4% unemployment that they're looking at for next year would equate to a million jobs fewer than they're out there right now. He wants people to come back to the labor force. uh, And when a whole lot of people come come back and they start looking for jobs, uh, that will stop the wage spiral. So he wants people to make less money. Uh, He wants the unemployment rates to go through the roof. He wants the housing prices to go down. And he wants to make it expensive for almost every facet of life so we stop spending money. And, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah, it's tough. You know, it's he can't say it. You know, obviously he can't say it. I mean, he's going to have one hell of a, of a book when he gets done. Uh, but <laughs> while, he's, while he's fed cheer, he can't say it. But he's fighting this, this really hell, hellish fight uh, against all of the money that was printed and given out last year by, by President Biden. Yeah, you know, that America uh, I mean, Rescue Plan. The American and everything else, it was $5 trillion total. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, That's we pay lot. people not, this country paid people more money, much more money not to work. And every plan, you should see all the plans out there. It's just one plan after another, after another, after another. And just the money never stopped coming. Even now, a lot of economists say that America has $1.9 trillion with the T and what they call excess savings. I, I think that's an uh, oxymoron. Like, you know, I never mm-hmm. heard of excess savings. You know, when I was growing up, yeah. whatever we had in a in cookie jar was savings, right? We never yeah. had extra. But What is that? <laughs> it's, it's so much. <laughs> they printed up so much money that it's excess. Like, we, as Americans, we never had this much extra cash because the money never stopped coming. So Powell's got to fight our urge to spend that money. And then as that dwindles, guess what? We get hooked on it. 
Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, people go out and they start spending the stimmies, they start spending the extra unemployment money, they start spending the earned income tax credits, they start spending the child tax credits, which, by the way, about 17% went this for children. Uh, you know, they start spending all of the checks that keep coming in. Do you think they're going to stop? It's addictive. No. So now it what's is, happening? Yeah. Credit, card, uh, credit card debt is going through the roof. Uh, so Jay Powell has got to find a way to fend all of this off because economists say, uh, inflation is worse than recession. Now, I know that would be up for debate on Main Street. What would you rather have, a few bucks in the bank and your job or a few bucks in the bank and no job? Exactly. Exactly. I love the way that you put it, talking with our friend Charles Payne. And and that's it. I mean, I mean, are we in? I Because I know this has been, I see people arguing this back and forth, and I know what I know and I know what I don't. I'm not as versed in economics as you are, clearly. Uh, but I mean, we are in a recession, or are we on the cusp of a recession? Or are we, as some people are saying, oh, we're nowhere near a recession. Where are we? I mean, it feels like we are. I think this is one of those things that everyone individually has to answer, right? I mean, the housing market's in a recession. I think most mm-hmm. Americans are in a recession. Uh, somehow this, this recession has come down over the years, come down to just eight people at the National Bureau of Economic Research uh, deciding through their own formula uh, whether or not we're in a recession, and they and the, their formula is so are, you know so complicated, and it takes so long. They need revisions and revisions that by the time they timestamp it, it's all you know. A lot of times it could be over, uh, and, and you know so it's it's a ne- it's nebulous in my mind. And I tell you, when I first started becoming really uh, curious about them was when Clinton was president, and mm-hmm. I just I, I just it just kind of it's so weird because I just noticed that the timestamp on recession was a little bit different than I than it was I'd seen it before. And so I've actually done work into the eight folks who are in charge right now. And you've got a lot of left-leaning people who are into things like public economics, you know, in other words, how government uh, should be more involved uh, in government and, you know, helping individuals. New Keynesians like uh, Janet Yellen, uh, you know, and Janet Yellen's whole idea is like, uh, I just, by the way, I got an advanced copy of her book, so I'm going to try and read it over the weekend. Uh, oh. You know, which, oh, but I've already <laughs> done so much research on her, though, but I'm going to have the author on, and I'm going to be nice to him, because I do like to have these conversations. It is, it, by the way, this is the essential battle in America right now that no one's talking about, but it is the battle, and, and there's a big group of people who have for years believed that free money is the answer. They've, they've yeah. put it in work in real life, and we're seeing what's happening in real life. They're not being called out on it, right, the destructive nature of it, because that's what we're seeing. Uh, and again, this is what Jay Powell is saying, that all of this free money is a lot more destructive uh, than if we hadn't had it at all. Because here's the thing. If you make 1000 bucks a week, Dana, and then I give you, then all of a sudden you're making 1200 bucks a week. Before, when you went in the store, let's just say you came out with eight, eight bags, and now you're only coming out with six bags. Are you really ahead? No. So it doesn't matter how much money you make if it doesn't go far enough to feed your family or to heat your car, I mean, heat your home. So that's the battle we're in right now. You've got the, a handful of folks. The majority of them, there's only one person on that uh, out of the eight that I think is a conservative. He actually uh, was for some uh, for the Reagan tax cuts. Uh, so, but all the rest of them are left-leaning. So I'm not sure I care or trust what the official definition is. For years right. we were told it was back-to-back quarters and negative GDP growth. And here's the thing, the quarter that we're in now was as high as 2.6%, according to the estimates, it's down to 0.3%. So we could actually get three quarters in a row of of negative GDP growth. And I would dare anyone with a straight face to tell anybody that that's not a recession. 
Wow. Oh, my gosh. Our friend Charles Payne, host of Making Money with Charles Payne, weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business. Last quick question for you, my friend. So this is what I mean, I, are people just dumping stocks? How are they reacting to this? Because I'm, I'm looking at the stock market. I know it's been a little shaky. Uh, I know that it dipped when they announced it, when it was announced. But then it seemed to rebound after Powell's remarks. Um, what can you what can you tell us about that? And I mean, every it's just I think everybody's just sort of freaking out at this point, because between this and the ESG stuff, there is a storm on the horizon. Yeah, you know, so I've been talking about ESG for five years, at least five years. Yes, you I've been have been. Folks. You, you were know, one of the first the people with, talking about it. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing about the stock market right now. Here's the irony, uh, and it's going to piss people off. But Jay Powell and Wall Street, they want the American public to panic. They say one of the big things. I'm, I, I gave you a checklist earlier. Mm-hmm. Housing prices have to come down. Yep. At least a million people have to lose their jobs. Wages have to come Jeez. down. Another box is that they want people to freak out and sell all their stocks. That's another box they want to see. Uh, I hope it doesn't happen. I don't like to see it happen because usually that's when, you know, people are selling at the low. They regret it, particularly long-term investors. If you're a 35-year-old couple with three kids and you're trying to put money away for their college degree, you'll regret it, you know, down the road. Um, And not long. You know, it won't take you 20 years to regret it. You can regret it in months or years. So, but that's one of the things Wall Street wants to see right now. They want to see a massive sell-off in the stock market. Let's not give it to them. Let's follow the whole spirit of Reddit with their uh, with their their subreddit of stonks. Let's do that. Our friend Charles Payne. You can watch him weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox Business and follow him, C.V. Payne, on Twitter. Charles, always appreciate your time Same and here. expertise, my friend. Thank you. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Of course. Yes, definitely. That's Charles Payne. You can watch him and also check out our interview if you missed the first part of it at all or if you're just tuning in on YouTube, which it'll be up there a little bit later on. That's very interesting what he was saying about how they want Americans to react. And I'm going to loop that in here coming up next hour with expansion on this ESG stuff. Now, we started it off at the top of the hour discussing just just the story that kicked it off was Democrats uh, in the in the uh, House committee. Uh, they had voted down a resolution to further investigate Hunter Biden because he has all of these. I mean, he's already under this illusory investigation as it pertains to the, his unreported income from China. But there's a lot of questions to ask. He is li- he, he's acting as an he's acting as an agent. He is he's acting as an unregistered foreign agent. That much is true, because when he was working uh, with that BHR firm and he was only getting out of that as Joe Biden was transitioning to the White House, because there are emails showing that Joe Biden was, was had agreed to pay for the legal fees uh, to restructure that firm that Hunter Biden had co-founded with Jonathan Lee, who was an agent of the C- a CCP bank. They found he founded that 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 whole firm, BHR, with CCP, and they were going out really getting investments in to into China. He was facilitating acquisitions for China. One of the biggest was the multi the billion dollar acquisition of one of the largest well the largest uh, cobalt mine in the world in Democratic Republic of Congo. And so how much money are the Bidens making off of this, particularly when one of their central policies is the so-called Green New Agenda that's going to forcibly market manipulate, move everybody over to EV everything. And guess who stands to benefit the most off of that? People with those investments, 
people who have been behind those acquisitions, people like Joe and Hunter Biden. So it is very, very, very appropriate to ask whether or not the president of the United States and his son have received because they didn't tell they won't tell you what the money's for. You can kind of guess, but they have been they haven't been forthcoming. So that's one of the things that the subcommittee Republicans voted. Twenty three Democrats voted against. I think it's the 14 Republicans or 19 Republicans. Uh, they wanted to get this documentation to to give further insight on this. Democrats wouldn't do it. They nixed it because they don't want I don't think they want the ruse exposed. That's what this is all about. So we're going to talk about all of that next hour coming up in our second hour. In addition to that, an FBI hero is paying the price for exposing unjust persecution of conservatives this has to relate to some of the j6 stuff now i don't mind people getting appropriate punishment for appropriate misdemeanors but treating someone's mere presence at a riot where they're observing and not even doing anything and charging them with like you know trying to charge them with a felony and drag them into court that's insane we're going to talk about that coming up because if you want to have a discussion as to what is real fascism there is an example for you another example paypal shutting down the accounts of parent groups who campaign to keep schools open during the pandemic it's coming from everywhere this is why it doesn't just stop and end with energy and esg it is the americanized version of the behavioral credit score that we have seen which first was kickstarted in china so we're going to talk about all of that we got a lot of stuff to hit as we roll at the bottom here or at the towards the end of our first hour folks stop overpaying and let recoil gunworks be your go-to for ammo this is a great indiana based company and it was actually created in a small basement in 2013 small midwest town in their basement and uh, family-owned, they think like us, and they're really known for over at Recoil Gunworks. They're web-based firearms, ammo, and accessories retailer. They're really known for their police trade-in guns in great shape. They pick them, including the firearms, the lights, the sights, the scopes, tasers, and more. You can buy now, pay later, no interest. And at Recoil Gunworks, they have very, very competitive pricing. Super easy to use website as well. Just visit recoilgunworks.com slash Dana. You can search for whatever you need by caliber, weight, application. You can look for brands like Winchester, Federal. Uh, vast majority of the country, by the way, has no restrictions on receiving ammo and they will note you know they have it all up there very helpfully on their website ammo shipped to your door where legal and they explain that including illinois new jersey and connecticut you need to see the frequently asked questions on that and check the product restrictions page for further state law requirements and restrictions visit recoilgunworks.com slash dana today to get you a full list of products and use code dana to get free shipping on your next order whether you need it in the woods or on the range recoil gunworks gets it there fast and once you make your first order it won't be the last use code dana right now to get free shipping at recoilgunworks.com slash dana your one-stop shop for the information you need to fight back if you're gonna have to learn stuff you might as well enjoy it the dana show your lovable curmudgeon here and make sure you sign up for the newsletter all kinds of good stuff going out to you every day facebook and youtube as well like and subscribe. I'm going to be so I talked about this broad once. She's in the news again. And I don't like I don't like being mean to people unless they deserve it. <laughs> I shouldn't it's not really a nice thing to say, but I'm being honest about it. Everybody else will lie to you. I'm being honest. So do you remember when Marin Morris was smack talking Brittany Aldine because Brittany Aldine had said that she was glad that because she was a tomboy her parents didn't transition her. So Marin Morris still will not shut up. 
she had more started this whole beef because she went after Aldine and said, it's so, I'm quoting her, she said, quote, it's so easy to, like, not be a scumbag human. Sell your clip-ins and zip it, insurrection Barbie, is what she said. Like, okay, like, Marin, like, oh my gosh. So she had said that she sounds jealous. And by the way, she's overrated. She's an overrated pop singer who is like a great value version of Taylor Swift. Let's be real. She wants to be this. She wants to be Taylor Swift and she can't. So she's been, she will not shut up. Maren Morris is so thirsty. She will not shut up. This girl is all drama and I cannot stand over dramatic people. It is like my number one pet peeve. And she was, uh, no one asked her this. She just decided to say that she does not feel comfortable attending the CMAs, the Country Music Awards. She said, quote, so many people I love will be in that room and maybe I'll make a game time decision and go. But as of right now, I don't feel comfortable going. Why? Because the Aldeans are going to be there. How lame are you and narrow minded and shallow? To not want to go to something because people who have opinions that are not like yours are going to be there. Like, OMG, Marin. I can't believe that there's other people are going to be there. Don't think like me. No one should be allowed to not think like me. That's just the dumbest thing I've ever seen. I mean, what is so, why are people so damn fragile and sensitive in life that they absolutely cannot coexist with people who don't think like them? You're a bigot. You're an ideological, illiberal bigot. That's all it is. And you're a pop singer. Why the hell are you even going to CMAs? Last damn song you wrote that was country was forever ago. She's not my bag because I like outlaw country. But you get my, you get what I'm saying. Like, isn't she pop now? Quit trying to popify country. Just stop. I can't stand it. I, I haven't looked, but I, I would, I, I'm kind of interested on in how many session musicians or songwriters are credited on her albums. It's like where there's like 52 people who are credited. I mean, this is crazy. So I saw that. I'm like, this broad is still going. Nobody cares if you're going to be there or not. Nobody cares. Good heavens. Anyway, so coming up, I had to get that on my system. Actual fascism. You have an FBI agent paying the price for exposing unjust persecution of conservatives. You have PayPal shutting down the accounts of parents who wanted to keep schools open during the pandemic. We're going to discuss all of that. And we've got a midterm update because Fetterman, Fetterwoman, I'm so sorry, John Fetterwoman is falling all over the place with his support of of funding the police or his support of defunding the police or fund. He doesn't know. What day is it again? Does it end in why? We're going to talk about all of that and more. Stick with us. Second hour on the way. Dana Lash here for ARC Seeds. There's a growing sense of instability and uncertainty. Gas, housing, everyday items are way up. Uh, Food prices have the nation reeling. The ability to grow your own healthy food is on almost everybody's mind. So this is why I want to tell you about ARC Seed Kits. You can visit ARC, A-R-K, ARCSeedKits.com and enter code Dana to receive 10% off. Now, ARC Seed Kits, it's a non-GMO seed company. It's family owned and they provide heirloom seeds for 
across the nation for over 13 years. They want to make sure every home in America has the ability to grow and harvest its own food. Now, these are the highest quality heirloom seeds. They arrive in a sustainable container offering long-term and short-term storage. And they also bring seed-saving knowledge and food preparedness to you and your community. You can get seeds for vegetables and herbs. They have 50,000 organically grown seeds in each kit. We're talking corn, watermelon, cucumbers, lettuce, beans, tomatoes, all kinds of stuff. Designed to grow nutrient and calorie-dense vegetables and fruits to sustain any home at any time. So, and they can be harvested and regrown year after year. You guys know how heirloom seeds work, right? Chaz Chop in Portland didn't. So visit Arc Seed Kits and enter Dana to get your 10% discount code and be on your way to food and economic security, helping you and your family and your community. It's a limited time offer. Visit arcseedkits.com, A-R-K, and order your seed kits and save 10% today. Uh, there are times where uh, people may, you know, be conducting legitimate investigations uh, into some of Trump's actions, but this isn't one of them. And it is simply true uh, that there are a lot of long knives out for him, uh, and you know, people tend to, to go after Trump, target him unfairly, apply different standards of justice, and when that happens, I think it has to be called out. Huh. That's Bill Barr, who isn't a Trump fan. And he's saying that. Welcome back to the program, because it's true. Dana Lash here with you, your lovable curmudgeon. Always happy to be with you. I say this after, uh, because you have the, a couple of things. So Bill Barr was, that audio soundbite, that was just from yesterday. He was explaining how, yeah, these, this, the way that this investigation or the raid and all of that was done, it's ridiculous. And then when you look at the Letitia James thing, that's also ridiculous. The Letitia uh, James, the... AG in New York who decided to file a civil suit instead of it's just all so stupid they're going to keep doing this until they get themselves a new boogeyman my friend Greg Gutfeld had remarked on something that we've all talked about for years you know collectively as conservatives because whenever whoever the Republican person in charge is the media and the left hate that person so when it was George W. Bush oh my gosh he was Hitler I've literally been I've seen I've crashed protests where they would have him, I, I, was, I crashed a protest where I saw a pinata of George W. Bush with a Hitler stash on, and then they beat it and set it on fire in the streets of St. Louis. I've literally have seen this with my own eyes. So he's been, I mean, there was the whole phrase, Bush Hitler, that people would say. And then when he was out of office, oh my gosh, suddenly he became the kind, cuddly George W. Bush. And then the next new potential Republican, Mitt Romney, was the new Hitler. It's like prom queen. They crown a new Hitler every, you know, every season. And so it's true. And, and they'll do this to Trump, too. They're going to they're going to do this until they're bet They're putting their bets on Ron DeSantis, which is why they're doing what they're doing with DeSantis. You know, here I was telling you about all the ESG stuff, which we're going to go back to all of the stuff with ESG and whether or not Hunter Biden was like selling out access to his dad and merging out the uh, or selling off the, the vice access to the vice presidency and presidency with his dad riding on Air Force Two to shake hands with Xi Jinping and then get the CCP approval of a deal that he made with Jonathan Lee, a CCP financier. And they created that that firm, BHR, that helped facilitate Chinese acquisition of the largest cobalt mine in the world, DRC. I mean, it goes on and on and on enriching the Bidens. That's a net sec issue but they're but instead they're going to go after parents at school board meetings and my trump 
Ma Trump. You remember all the times that I heard, but Mueller was coming. Mueller's coming. I heard that from the most brain dead, ridiculous cousin loving people on the left. But Marissa, Marissa, Mueller's. I'm like, what is what? He left. He dude. He's retired. He couldn't even. He was like barely sentient at the at the meet when at the hearing. Shut up. Good grief. So, that being said, the. This story, very interesting story. Miranda Devine has this at the New York Post today. It actually just post. It actually just ran a little bit ago. New allegations because all these whistleblowers are coming forward now. Another FBI special agent, Steve Friend. Can I just pause there? His last name is Friend. Former FBI. Well, FBI special agent Friend. I just had to stop. I couldn't get past it. Contained in a whistleblower complaint filed late Wednesday with the DOJ IG, the Inspector General for Department of Justice, revealed politicized Washington, D.C. FBI field office cooking the books to exaggerate the threat of domestic terrorism using an overzealous J6 investigation to harass conservative Americans and violate their constitutional rights. Now, the thing about the domestic terrorism, we talked about that yesterday, that uh, that whole story that came out where... You have Merrick Garland and the White House where they were targeting parents, etc., tagging them as domestic terrorists. We talked about that. And then also really slowing down, focusing more on the uh, conservatives as terrorist investigations than actual child sex cases. Uh, The the which I said, you know, the women's Olympic gymnastics team could have told you that. So friend who is a 12 year veteran of FBI and a SWAT team member. He was suspended on Monday, reports Devine with the New York Post, stripped of his gun and badge, and he was escorted out of the FBI's field office in Daytona Beach, Florida, because he complained to his supervisors about all of the violations. Interesting. Very interesting. Now, he was declared absent without leave last month because he would not participate in SWAT raids that he believed violated FBI policy and were a use of excessive force against January 6th subjects accused of misdemeanor offenses. Now, there's been, there have been a lot of coverage of how this, some of these people were, were charged. I always think that the punishment should be equal to that of the crime. And a lot of this stuff has been really crazy. The way that they've gone after some of these people. I mean, if do you honestly think that the left, they're going to sit here and they're going to suspend FISA protections and they're going to fabricate probable cause to spy on Americans? Do you think that they're, oh, suddenly we got to observe due process with J6? Hell no. So this, this FBI agent, he says he's blown up his dream career because he did not want to see, uh, he did not want to uh, participate in what he sees as the persecution of... Uh, conservatives and so that's you know like for instance there's one I'm like really uh, this one guy the New York Post cites this one he just kind of followed everybody in he wasn't actually he wasn't actually part of the people who busted in although I mean when were people busting in because Trump was still on stage there's a lot of confusing information Trump was still on stage when apparently all of that was happening and then um, there were there was video of officers there, security agents waving people in. So it was very confusing. Anyway, this guy apparently was just like following everybody, wandering around, and he smoked a joint on camera when he was in the Capitol building rotunda. 
uh, his name, Greg Rubenacher. And so they charged him with, he got 10 charges. Uh, He was charged with civil disorder, all kinds of stuff. Three years, 2005 and restitution. I mean, he he literally was just saying, uh, smoke at the Capitol, baby, and other. I mean, he was being a pothead in the Capitol Rotunda. That's what he's doing. You know, because potheads are historically apparently so violent. I'm not even like one of those marijuana advocates. I just think this is so stupid. I mean, it should match the offense, should it not? Anyway, that was just one example. There are examples of people who were just outside, who didn't even go in, who got charged with unlawful parading. I mean, I have a friend who wasn't even there that they were trying to subpoena and get to come to the J6 hearing. He was literally not even in town. But whatever. Or no, he was in town. He was not even there. He was at the uh, the speech right outside the White House, the right by the Ellipse, and then the Ellipses, and then he went uh, back to his apartment. He wasn't even there. But there were other people who were actually out of town who were, uh, they were, they would try to charge them or they were trying to ask them questions and they weren't even there. They had like retweeted something or posted something on Facebook. That's how ridiculous this has gotten. They never did any of this stuff with Antifa. They never did any of this stuff with Occupy Wall Street. Never. They didn't do this to the Democrats who literally bombed the Hart building, the Senate building in D.C. Didn't do this. That was back in 73. So friend didn't this guy, Steve Friend, he didn't even vote for Trump. He's never voted for Trump. I mean, he doesn't come out and say it, but kind of sounds like he's a Democrat, guys. Sounds like he's a Democrat, but it sounds like he is a classical liberal. Meaning he's not a moron. He said that he has an oath to uphold the Constitution and he wanted to be considered a conscientious objector. He said that he believed the raid and the investigative process leading up to the raid in Mar-a-Lago. He said he believed it violated FBI policy and the subject's right under the Sixth Amendment and Eighth Amendment right against cruel and unusual punishment, all of this stuff as it related to J6 stuff. So he was one of the whistleblowers who came forward. His allegations are that the D.C. field office is manipulating FBI case management and protocol and farming out J6 cases to field offices across the country to create the impression that a right-wing domestic, that right-wing domestic violence is a widespread national problem that goes far beyond what he says is a black swan event of of January 6th. He said, as a result, he was listed as a lead agent in cases he had not investigated and which his supervisor had not signed off on in violation of FBI policy. He said that t- domestic terror cases are being opened on innocent American citizens who were nowhere near the Capitol in J6. That's a fact. That is, by the way, that is not an empty allegation. There are a number of people who have a lot of receipts on this stuff. He says that the domestic terrorist cases that are being opened on the people who were nowhere near, he said those are just based on anonymous tips to an FBI hotline or from Facebook spying on their messages. He said they're turned into investigative tools called Guardians after the FBI software that that, uh, collates all of it. He said the FBI has post facto designated a grassy area outside the Capitol as a restricted zone when it was not a restricted zone on January 6th in order to widen the net of prosecutions. Interesting. See how that works? So there is your unlawful parading charge. And they said that they, he also out alleged that the FBI intends to prosecute everyone even peripherally associated with it. And another wave of January 6th subjects are about to be referred to the Daytona Beach resident agency for, quote, investigation and arrest. He said the Jacksonville area was inundated with guardian notifications and FBI agents were dispatched to conduct surveillance and knock on people's doors, even people who had not been to D.C. at all. Or people who were at the Trump rally but didn't even go in the Capitol. 
That's pretty significant. And so they suspended his clearance, and now he's got reprisals coming in. They ignored his case, uh, his uh, complaint about the manipulative case file practice, and so now they they'll, they'll just go after him. He said that when he was asked if he believed any rioters committed crimes, he said some of the people who entered the Capitol, yes, committed crimes. Others were innocent. And he said, and I elaborated that I believe some innocent individuals had been unjustly prosecuted, convicted, and sentenced. I do agree with that. I mean, look, there's some Antifa people. I'm not, I'm not a partisan. I'm super ideological, but I'm not a, total, a partisan. There were, there were some Antifa people who absolutely were terrorists. There were people at Chaz Chop who were totally terrorists. But there were people at Chaz Chop who were like, dude, we're just here to smoke pot and play hacky sack. I mean, they're not terrorists. I mean, are they liberal morons? Sure. But they're not terrorists. It's not a crime. It's not a crime to be stupid because if it was a crime to be stupid, everybody besides the people listening and the people in the studio would be in jail. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, this is how you got to look at it. But that's not how they're, that's not how they're prosecuting this because they want to send a message of control. That's what this is about. So all of this stuff is coming through um, some of these congressional committees. And Chuck Grassley, I mentioned Chuck Grassley before. This dude, we should get him on. Because he, if he comes out, he's so low-key. He's one of the most low-key, non, uh, non-dramatic non people in D.C. that I think that I have ever known. He's very, very, he is not prone to hyperbole. He really isn't. Regardless of, you could be a socialist. He's not prone to hyperbole. The fact that he's saying this stuff, that's when it registered with me. More so than almost anybody else in Congress talking about it. When Grassley came out and was talking about it, that's when I thought, mm, this has legs. Definitely. So this is, that's, this is what I'm talking about. That's actual fascism. Actual fascism. When we're looking at this FBI agent who's paying the price for uh, exposing these unjust persecutions. We're going to talk more about this coming up because PayPal now shutting down accounts of parrot groups. Oh, my gosh. You've got to hear this audio soundbite. We'll play this for you at some, at, uh, at, after headlines of Stacey Abrams. If you want to know what the left's real plan is for your kids, just look at the reaction to the work Patriot Mobile did in multiple school districts in Texas. The left is losing their minds. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone provider and a force for conservative values. This is because they take a portion of your bill and fund conservative causes and candidates who believe in the sanctity of life, freedom of speech, the Second Amendment, and they're winning. Patriot Mobile has affordable plans for you, your family, even your business. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers because they use multiple major networks. Plus, you're supporting conservative values with every call. Visit patriotmobile.com slash Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation using offer code Dana. Special discounts are also available for veterans and first responders. Join our movement. Make the switch today and a difference tomorrow. Patriotmobile.com slash Dana. That's patriotmobile.com slash Dana 972-PATRIOT. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Mm-mm-mm. Eating wild blueberries. Do they have to be wild? This is my question. Like, really? Uh, blueberries really are a superfood. The study found that eating wild blueberries uh, every day can reverse cognitive decline in elderly people. Now, they did this study on elderly Americans. So the researchers from North Carolina, and apparently they included 
you know, a number of people from a number of places, but particularly they were also looking at folks in Maine. They said people who ate wild blueberries from Maine each day saw their cognitive decline reverse in a new study. Did the wild blueberries from Maine lobby pay for this study? I'm just asking. They are delicious. Blueberries, like my nutritionist was like, you've got to eat blueberries, 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 blueberries. So I try to eat, like it doesn't matter if they're like dried blueberries or whatever, they're just really good for you. So anyway, I just, uh, I thought it was kind of funny. I'm, I, I'm like specifically from Maine. Anyway, uh, Kia EV manufactures uh, an EV. They're planning to build EVs in the U.S. to comply with a new federal tax credit. Uh, you guys know how I feel about that stuff. Yeah. Desperate wash- Russian wives are threatening to break their husband's bones to make them unfit to join Putin's war. And men, there have been riots. I don't know if you've seen, whew, men are saying we're not going to die for you, Putin. Pretty unbelievable. Coming up, midterm breakdown. Catch on, catching you up. Never run out of coffee by joining the club with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Black Rifle Coffee Company was built upon the mission to serve coffee and culture to people who love America. As a veteran-owned company, Black Rifle Coffee Company delivers on that promise by developing explosive roast profiles with the same mission focus learned as members of the military, and they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders. When you join the coffee club, you select your perfect roast, how much coffee you want, and how often you want it delivered, and it's all shipped right to your door for free. Not only do you save a trip to the store, but you also receive special discounted pricing. You gain access to exclusive products and partner brand discounts. Not sure what roast is best for you? Take the Black Rifle Coffee Quiz and get matched to the perfect coffee roast and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee. Black Rifle Coffee. Shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time. It's the Dana Show. There is no such thing as a heartbeat in six weeks. It is a manufactured sample designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away from Oh my gosh. That is, and first off, welcome back to the program. I'm Dana Lash. That is Democrats' candidate for Georgia governor, who lost once already and says that she was robbed. She's the first election denier. Stacey Abrams. I don't even have words for what we just played. She said there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. Is she she a biologist? No. I don't believe she's had kids. So I don't even think she's... Has she actually heard an ultrasound? She had one done? Because yes, there is. You can absolutely hear it. These people are the stupidest people ever. Now, a quick note on this, because I have, she's not, she's, she's not going to win. She's going to be, she's going to be screaming and crying about having lost again, because she's in, I'm looking at uh, the latest polling coming out of uh, Georgia. So right now, a new poll that was out, uh, this is crazy. Let me just, two things, and I'm going to, so her, first off, her governor, her, uh, she's never been in the lead. Kemp holds a plus six, and I'm looking at all of the polling, and she literally, the closest she ever came was a really weird, very small sample size uh, compared to some of the, well, 
not small sample size, but um, in terms of the number of Republicans versus Democrats, it was a little oversampled for Democrats. And that was on uh, June, June 23rd, and it was a tie. It had her as a tie with Kemp. This after a number of surveys from Quinnipiac, The Hill, uh, WXIA-TV, that had Kemp plus 7, plus 7, plus 5. So Kemp, Kemp right now is averaging a plus 6. She's not going to win. Now, in looking at the Senate race... New poll out from uh, CBS has Warnock, he's plus 0.3. This is neck and neck. She does not help it with this stupid stuff. So here you have Stacey Abrams out here saying, no, 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 the heartbeat, the heartbeat that you hear in the, um, in the uh, ultrasound is that's a fake, it's just, that's not weird. And then she like was trying to, all these stands for her, we're trying to some. We're trying to explain how that worked and how. No, you're actually just hearing the machine. No, they're not. You epic morons. That's not how that works. That is. This is one of. She says it's. Oh no, the it's manufactured to help women to help men control women. You want to talk about men controlling women? Look at the men who are appropriating the female gender and then trying to run women out of women's spaces. But I digress. So she said this. She was talking about how she supports no limits on abortion at this forum. She was at the Ray Charles Performing Arts Center in Atlanta. And that's where she said this. She said it was a, that the ultrasound was designed just to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body. That's what she said. One of the dumbest things I've ever heard. Now, a friend of mine, Pradeep Shankar, is a doctor and said he was going after the Washington Post because the Washington Post was trying to defend her. And they were saying, no, for what it's worth, fetal heartbeat is a misnomer. The ultrasound picks up electrical activity generated by an embryo, and the so-called heartbeat that sound you hear is created by the ultrasound. And so Dr. Shanker is saying, uh, this is scientifically and medically incorrect, 100%. The ultrasound doesn't detect electrical activity. Who told you this? And then Kessler was like, Glenn Kessler, who's the fake you know, fact checker at WAPO, tried to cite NPR. So he tried to have another appeal to authority. He tried to be like, oh, look, this this thing agrees with me. So I'm right, right? So he said, the Shanker says, the NPR link you cited is wrong. Ultrasound only detects density and motion. It doesn't detect electrical activity. This is a scientific fact. It is true that the valves in the heart develop later. However, however, the cardiac muscles located in the embryological heart are contracting. They are, in fact, moving inward and outward. That is how you define a beat. He adds, if the beat, if they, if they beat the same as a fully grown adult beat, of course not. We're talking early in biological development. However, the cardiac tissue is contracting, which is literally what a beat is. To say otherwise is scientific misinformation. It cannot be treated otherwise. And he's like, I can't believe I have to report a fact checker to Twitter for misinformation. He's like, you need to delete your post and issue an apology because it's a pathetic, because this is a pathetic scientific document. And he's right. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Who are the people going? It's like saying my toothbrush detects aliens. Scientific fact. mm. You know what? I hear dead presidents speak through my toaster. What? That's going to be Stacey Abrams' new thing. I hear old dead presidents talking to me through my toaster. They tell me that I should have won the gubernatorial race. They tell me I'm governor. Who told you that? I don't know. Some dead president through my toaster. Shh. I just... It doesn't detect a heartbeat. Oh, that's not a beating heart. That's just some stuff. That's electrical. It... 
that that's so stupid. It it's detects density. Like a stud finder detects, you know, studs in the wall. Or the every dad joke out there, the dads put it on themselves and they're like, I guess it works. You know what I'm saying? That it does this is so goofy. But this is her. This is what this is why she nobody wants to vote for her. Nobody wants to vote for this woman. Democrats do not come out to vote for her. I think they fabricate, they try to manufacture this idea that she's liked. She's not. Good grief. So now we go from Georgia, because we're talking some talking some midterms here. Now we go from Georgia, and let's take a little, let's take a little peeksy and see what the latest is in Pennsylvania. Right? Because we always love checking in on John Fetterwoman. Uh, apparently, he didn't do his job at all when he was uh, uh, lieutenant governor. Apparently, he only presided 33% of the time. Jeez. Dude didn't even show up to work. You don't. That's all you do is you show up and sit there. Dude couldn't even show up and sit there. I just, I'm without. So, John Fetterwoman, he's struggling right now. Of course, he's on the struggle bus. So, he says... After he said that he wanted to defund the police and he was on video talking about how he would love to develop or he would love to to defund the police. Now he's saying that he wants to fund the police now. And it's putting him at odds with a new coming left wing political action committee. And it was it's called Brand New Congress and it's founded by the people who organized Bernie Sanders 2016 campaign. They came out and endorsed Fetterwoman. And they were doing a joint fundraising initiative. And they're all about defunding the police. All about it. Yes, they love defunding the police. Yes, yes, yes. Defunded, defunded, defunded. They got behind Cori Bush in Missouri, her pledge to defund police. They actually went so far as to accuse Barack Obama of, of appeasement for criticizing their slogan. So now Fetter, Fetter Woman is out there. Fetterman, Fetter Woman. He's out there trying to clumsily walk around he had said that he wanted to fund the pol- wanted to defund the police, and then when that pulled poorly with constituents, then he had to walk it back and say, "No, no, no! I love giving them money. What? No!" And now there's problems. Oh, I hope that there's a little bit of a divide and conquer here. That would be wonderful. I love the problems. Go ahead and have them give them some problems. Democrats, by the way, by and large, are still struggling to get. Uh, they're still struggling to f- to support police. In fact, the House move was moving ahead on policing legislation. And they were having all kinds of fights in committee, apparently, over this. CNN actually had to report on this. And they said that Democrats have been trying to cobble together a package of police funding bills to, to blunt the attacks on the campaign trail so that their candidates aren't always asked about it. And they said that as of this morning, they couldn't even still get the votes to pass it. They said all the progressives are like, oh, hell no, we're not doing it. Like Ayanna I, I Presley, Massachusetts and others. So they're, they're still having major problems. And then you got John Fetterman out there who will literally say one day, Oh my gosh, and I just saw, by the way, I have to pause everything right here because this has been the most accurate description of anyone I've ever seen. Listener Adrian on Twitter said that John Fetterwoman looks like a bouncer at a dingy strip club. I have never seen anything, there has never been a more accurate description given of a person ever. Doesn't he? He looks like, he's like, he's like a bouncer at a dingy strip, strip club that's in a strip mall somewhere. And, and it's like next to a, 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 a closed dollar store and a wing stop. And it's right there. 
You know, you can go in, people outside in front of the wing stop smoking cigarettes, and then you go into the, it's like that, right? That's what he, oh man, that's totally what he looks like. I'm going to steal that now, Adrian. I'm going to steal it for forever. So this is, it's just, they're kind of in some, they're in some problems. This is what happens when you go so hardcore on an issue and you can't, you don't leave yourself any room. They committed fully to this and now they can't walk it back. I mean, think about this. Democrats have the majority in the House and they can't even get these bills for police funding. And and they don't plan on passing the bills. They just want to get them out of committee so that they're talked about and so that their, their candidates have something to say, yeah, well, I support this bill that's on the... But they can't even get them out of committee. They don't even support it enough to get it out of committee to the floor. I mean, I can't with these people. Whew. Now, coming up, this is what we're going to be hitting. I got some wokery for you. You know I do. I got wokery. Uh, we have PayPal. And this is just like the first. Uh, PayPal shutting down accounts of parents who wanted the schools to stay open. Man, one of these wokery stories is going to knock you back. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, and it also, I have another wokery headline about Air Force Academy. Their diversity training is telling cadets, stop using the terms mom and dad. I'm going to tell you what, they're going to FAFO with the wrong kid. And that mom is going to come in and be like, I'm going to tell you something. They're going to take a flip flop off. And everybody knows that is the universal. Like that means all hell's about to break loose. I am still scared of watching my mom put her flip flops on or grabbing a wooden spoon. I'm just saying, those are the worst. That and flip-flops. Flip-flops hurt. I'm just saying, they're going to mess around, and some mom is going to be speaking out about this. we got Florida Man on the way. A lot of stuff happening. We'll get you all set up as we roll towards the end of this week. Did you know the tart cherries are an important superfood? When it comes to promoting metabolic health, they are a powerhouse. But if you're not looking to chug two cups of tart cherry juice a day, you need to know about new tart cherry gummies. Tart cherry gummies from the makers of Super Beats Art Shoes are an easy way to reduce inflammation from exercise, and they support immune health. Just two tart cherry gummies are the antioxidant equivalent of 16 ounces of tart cherry juice or 100 cherries. They're vegan, non-GMO, they have zero sugar, and are simply delicious. Tart cherry gummies come with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Try them risk-free for 90 days and see how you feel. If you don't love them, send them back, no questions asked. Right now, you can get up to 35% off tart cherry gummies plus free shipping at buytartcherry.com Dana. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's buytartcherry.com Dana for up to 35% off tart cherry gummies. Buytartcherry.com Dana. It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man. Now, this is a bit unusual for our Florida Florida Man uh, offerings because I'm not just laughing kind of at the story here, but the way that the story was written. It's one of the dumbest things I've ever read. And this should be used as an example for J school students as to how not to write a story. I'm going to read it as it is. I'm going it's it literally is just like a few lines. And it comes from Local 10. The headline, Man Opens Fire After Fishing Disagreement at Hollover Beach Marina. A fight, this is literally the story verbatim. A fight over fishing led to shots being fired at the Hollover Beach Marina. The victims of the shooting weren't physically injured, but they say they are now emotionally scarred. Quote, he was walking on the grass and he ordered two of my friends on the boat and just started firing rounds, said one victim who asked not to be identified. 
Quote, this is insane. It's a crazy world we live in, end quote. Evidence of bullet after bullet at the scene tells the story. It all happened Sunday evening. You don't hear about a story like this every day. It all started because one of the victims told someone there was no fishing allowed there. The next thing he know, he was under fire. Obviously, I'm shaken up. I was almost murdered the other night, the victim said. Authorities are investigating the incident. That's the story. And that's it. And scene. That's the story. Yeah, that's it. That's all she wrote. Yeah. That's all he know. So this. (laughs) Yes. He said that I wouldn't hear about a story like this every day. (laughs) (laughs) And that's wrong. Oh, boy. So this guy, Boca Raton, a Florida man provides a JetBlue MasterCard when asked for a driver's license. He was charged with a DUI after a, an I-95 crash. Uh, it says this Boca resident, David Schnegelberger, yeah, is facing, a, <laughs> is facing a DUI charge after he allegedly gave a Florida Highway Patrol trooper his JetBlue MasterCard when the trooper asked for the license. Schnegelberger, according to a witness, had just crashed his vehicle... <laughs> It's not funny. Into the median on the Congress Avenue off ramp from I-95. And it has the, I can't, here's, I'm just going to hand, I'm just going to read the sentence from the uh, affidavit from the police officer. This is the arrest report. It said, uh, this from the officer, quote, I then questioned Mr. Schnegelberger and asked him for his driver's license as he attempted to retrieve it from his vehicle. He tried using the vehicle to balance. Mr. Schnegelberger fumbled through the driver's license and handed me his Bank of America debit card. The second time, I asked Mr. Schnegelberger for his driver's license, and he handed me his JetBlue MasterCard. After the third time, he then gave me his actual driver's license. So he was totally taken to jail. He's, Yeah, he's, he's charged with DUI. He was booked, released several hours later. He's going to be in court. Who was taken to jail? Uh, Mr. Schnegelberger. That's it, yeah. It's the only way I'm going to be able to say that name. Uh, let's see. Man, I can't understand why people do what they do. Whatever makes you happy, I guess, right? So this comes from, this is a Florida person, TikTok star. I'm trying to get over that headline. I'm sorry. I can't. So what, so basically this guy, his name is TitanicFan97. And that's, he's only known by his username and he doesn't share his face. He has collected uh, so many VHS copies of titanic he is setting a world record yeah he's a 30 year old largo resident and he has five he surpassed 500 copies of titanic on vhs that's that's how it happened and he apparently saw a resale shop in clearwater a 12 vhs tapes of titanic and that became the start of his collection. That's how it happened. And he said, quote, I knew that was going to be the start of something magical. He said, it's not just a hobby. And when I stopped by his home, said the reporter, three televisions were playing VHS copies of the movie nine nonstop. While a family of five Jack Dawson dummies watched over the collection. <laughs> and he's, he's got competition. Someone else is collecting Shrek on VHS. But our Titanic fan isn't worried. He says, I think I'm going to win this. I mean, 
you know, go with your titanic love and self, man, I guess. Folks, we have our third hour on the way. You don't want to miss. Stick with us. More of the Dana Show after this. Mayor Keith Peacock of Orland Park, Illinois, joins me to explain how the Safety Act passed by Illinois State Legislature will unleash chaos on communities and businesses in the state. I'm Sarah Carter. On the latest Sarah Carter Show, we expose the radical left in Illinois as they work to impose dangerous backward policies. I'll also discuss the sacrifice of our Border Patrol agents who face dangerous conditions to protect our national sovereignty. Join me, follow the Sarah Carter Show at Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You know, we've, we've, I mean, I think at some point you're going to have to embrace the, the fact that this is happening to a certain extent. I would say, look, you've got people that want to work. They want to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay, not for slave wages. Give them an honest day's pay. And you've got a shortage of workers. If you go to any restaurant in San Antonio, Texas right now, you're going to wait a long time to get your table, even though there's empty tables, because there's not enough wait staff to wait on you. This guy. They're, you're going to wait a long time for your food because there's not enough this people to, to cook it in the back. Half the cooks maybe aren't aren't showing up to work or they've quit. Hire off. these folks, give them the opportunity to work legally, and then make sure that the that the employers that are employing them are doing it the right way. I mean, isn't that and just like somebody on the left? And then here's the catch. This is the Bayer the Bear County Sheriff. He says, see, oh, he's tired of long waits for tables. So he's telling restaurants in San Antonio to hire two million illegal aliens who illegally crossed during this whole border crisis thing. This is the guy who's like, I'm gonna go over and investigate Ron DeSantis. I mean, yes, I know there were 53 dead illegal entrants that in a overheated to death in a truck in my county, but I'm going to investigate Ron DeSantis. This guy. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you, as always, walking you through the week. Yeah, Kane notes there's actually 5 million illegal crossings since Biden took office. So this dude is essentially telling all these restaurants, hey, go ahead and violate the law. Go ahead and violate the law. Hire someone. Also, is that not so racist? You know, all these people are good for is restaurant work, working as uh, busboys and stuff. I mean, that's what he's saying. You know, heaven forbid they want to, you know, people want to come to the United States and be business owners and, you know, actually do hard work that Democrats don't want to do. Uh, you know, like you know, making the economy go. No, they all, Democrats just assume that people want to come in the country only to do the, like, the lowest common denominator work. That's what I hear from everybody on the left. Is that not so inherently racist? I mean, they're they're acting like we're we're against racism. Also, we need people to clean the tables at our restaurants. So let's hire these people. I mean, good grief. This guy. Okay, so going from the Bear County Sheriff, I wonder if he's going to get sassy like Art Acevedo did. Remember Art Acevedo? Anytime you criticize them, I'm going to use my police department to spy on you. He actually said that. I got the tweets. He tweeted it. Do you uh, yesterday we had the story. Let me pull this up. And I can't even believe this guy is walking. Well, he's right now. He's on bail. I can't even believe he was able to bond out. Can't, I mean, can't, when you murder someone, you shouldn't be able to just give over $50,000 and walk out, right? I mean, I think that you... Shouldn't you be detained until your trial? Yeah. It's murder. Yeah, I mean, it's like legit... Especially when you admit to it. It's murder. But it's D, different. So the guy who... The adult grown man who murdered... A Republican teen. Well, we're assuming the kid was Republican. I mean, I, sh- I should, you know, be honest. I mean, like, we're assuming that he's Republican because, he, he yeah, he, because the guy said that he thought he was a Republican. And 
it was interesting. I was listening to an update on this this more early this morning, and they were saying that oh, the law enforcement, you know, the investigators are still, you know, they're 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 really slow to say that this, you know, absolutely was, you know, political, whatever it was. Dude, come on. So this guy, Shannon Brandt, he spent days in the Stutzman County Jail on criminal charges because he killed 18-year-old Kaylor Ellingson. And he was the one who told police that it was because of politics. The pair had a political argument. Were they at a concert or something? And he, was, and he posted a $50,000 bond. Now he's back on the street. And so he posted 50000 bond, was released according to county jail records. And he's also stopped speaking to law enforcement and all of that. I want you to listen to this audio. Listen to this self-absorbed murderer. This made my blood boil last night. Here he is talking to police. He doesn't quite understand the charges against him. Listen. I don't understand the differences. 41-year-old Shannon Brandt had a tough time understanding the charges against him, vehicular homicide, and leaving the scene of a deadly accident. A judge ordered Brandt held on $50,000 cash, which he objected, saying he's not a flight risk. a job and a, and a, a life and a house and things that I don't exactly want to see, you know, go by the wayside. Wow. You, you know who probably else had things that he didn't want to see go by the wayside, the teenager he murdered. He murdered Kaylor Ellingson, 18 years old. Hadn't even started his life. And Brandt admitted that he hit, hit him and that it was because he thought he was a part of a re- Republican extremist group. I mean, remember this, Audio Soundbite 6? Go ahead and play this. Remember this? Remember this here? I'm here at a Democratic rally. We're making real progress. We passed the Inflation Reduction Act to bring down costs, the bipartisan infrastructure law to rebuild America, the American Rescue Plan to bring our economy back, and so much more. But the extreme MAGA Republicans want extreme to take Extreme MAGA Republicans. Or you know, what about this? Audio sound by 20. How many times have you heard extreme MAGA Republicans, extreme MAGA Republican extremists? Listen. Extreme uh, MAGA uh, agenda that you heard him talk about last week is a threat to the rule of law. Because this MAGA crowd is really the most extreme political ex- organization that's existed in American history. You know, when you ask me about the MAGA agenda, especially as it relates to Congress, as it relates to elected officials, uh, it is one of the most extreme agendas that we have seen. But the extreme MAGA Republicans in Congress have chosen to go backwards. And he's called that. He called that extreme. He called out the MAGA Republicans in the Senate for that. But also to draw a contrast with what the extreme MAGA Republicans represent. We need to look at what's what's before us and how extreme these Washington politicians, these MAGA Washington freaks are. Emboldened by January 6th, MAGA politicians are waging a sinister campaign across America, the country to subvert our future elections. They won't forget the MAGA uh, Republicans descending on their school board meetings. While MAGA Republicans are fixated on their extremist agenda like a national abortion ban, Democrats are focused on creating jobs. And the MAGA movement is an extremist movement. So it's no longer Republicans versus Democrats. It's Americans versus MAGA. But there's no question that the Republican Party today is dominated, driven, and intimidated by Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans. But then the MAGA Republicans are the people who believe in the election lie, who make excuses for the people at the Capitol. And they see their MAGA failure to stop a peaceful transfer of power 
after the 2020 election. But then he, the MAGA Republicans are the people who believe in the election lie, who make excuses for the people. So is it surprising that somebody like 41-year-old Shannon Brandt would hear, you know, month after month after month, year after year, MAGA, extreme MAGA Republicans, extreme MAGA, 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 dangerous uh, extremists. And that's what he told police, that he thought that this 18-year-old was a part of some, that he was an extremist Republican, a part of some extremist Republican group. That was, he literally said, quote, he admitted that he hit the pedestrian and that the pedestrian was part of a Republican extremist group. Okay, yeah, well, Kaylor Ellingson's parents are like, what? Excuse us? And he was, I mean, he told on himself, he told police this. Now, can you imagine, and here's what I think is stunning. At first, he was very forthcoming. He was acting like he did a community service. He was forthcoming to police. Yes, I hit him because I thought he was an extreme Republican. Yep, that's right. Mm -hmm. And then when he realized, I think that this was not, he wasn't going to be rewarded, I guess, for taking out an extremist Republican. Then he stopped working with law enforcement. He lawyered up and stopped talking, stopped cooperating with law enforcement. And there you are. He admitted to consuming alcohol prior to the incident, admitted to striking the pedestrian because he had a political argument with the pedestrian and believed the pedestrian uh, was part of a was a, a Republican extremist and calling people to come and get him, according to the court document that I just read. He left the scene of the incident and then returned after where he called 911. OK, well, that's right there. You're in big trouble because you're not allowed to leave the scene and he didn't render aid or anything like that. Now, his bail was set at fifty thousand dollars. I just noted that uh, uh, $50,000, that seems pretty low. Especially when you consider Kyle Rittenhouse's bond, when it was self-defense on video, was $2 million. So self-defense on video, $2 million. Running over an 18-year-old because you think they're Republican, 50000 Hmm. Well, I just Googled what's the average bail for murder. Mm-hmm. And for a second-degree murder charge, bail can start around 250000 whereas first-degree murder charges, bail can skyrocket to amounts above a million. And That's 50, insane. This guy got 50K. That is insane. It's all about control. It's all about control. And using the courts to do so. Or, like, using health department bureaucrats audio sum by 21 this is what we've all been saying and he knows it. he's going to go retire someone said he's going to go back to the sewers that just makes him sound like you know a teenage mutant ninja turtle hero so don't say that said this is uh, anthony fauci and he's defending his actions here as he prepares to retire well he's not retiring he's actually going in he's going to make money more money now more than he could in the government listen to what he says here about uh, how he handled lockdown the primary goal when you're dealing with a situation where the hospitals were being overrun in New York, intensive care units were being put in hallways, you have to do something that's rather draconian. And sometimes when you do draconian things, it has collateral negative consequences. Wow. So he admits he did draconian, that it was draconian. It didn't work and it was draconian. I mean, that's... 
All right, when he talks about the hospitals being overrun and everything, you remember when Trump sent that ship that was the hospital ship for... Uh, uh-huh, they didn't even use it. They turned it away. They, they so, used, I think they used 17 beds, was the report, out of all... I mean, how many... There were like a thousand beds on that thing, right? right? They were supposed to put the people that they ended up putting in nursing, the nursing homes... homes. On that ship, and they didn't. They were like, nah, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and kill the elderly. Unbelievable. Yeah, I I am without, almost without words. That's just, that's just insane. Insane. But he's admitting it. But just because, and it didn't work, too. They had insult to injury. It didn't even work. But he's admitting that he did something draconian. Yes, it was draconian. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to do some draconian things. And it has, yeah, well, that's not freedom. And if you're going to, my argument, which is not the position I'm taking, but I would argue, well, if you're going to do something draconian, shouldn't you make sure that it works first? Just seems like that's, you know. And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech. Oh, poor Florida. They became home to a record-breaking number of New Yorkers in August. But unless those people, if they're now, if they're voting to not recreate New York and Florida, then that's cool. A monthly record, 5,833 New Yorkers changed their driver's licenses to Florida last month. That is from New York Post. They analyzed data from Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles. That brought the year's total to over 41,000 New Yorkers leaving New York for Florida. One month. Wow. They said the exodus had to do with the lockdowns and pandemics. But after that, it was rising crime. And uh, that's that really kind of did it. And they drove them all down there. They said New York was unlivable, particularly for younger couples who had kids. And uh, so basically like people's in the, people in the 30s and 40s. That was that's like the bulk of it. Wow. A chief deputy, Harris County was arrested in an undercover prostitution sting in Montgomery County, according to the sheriff. They said Precinct uh, Assistant Chief Deputy Brian Harris was among the 14 people arrested by Montgomery County's organized crime unit at a local hotel, according to the sheriff. This is in Texas. So they said that he was among 14 people arrested. The sting was conducted with the Human Trafficking Alliance. He was charged with solicitation. That's a felony. He's being held in Montgomery County Jail on bond at $1,500. Whew, he's been relieved of duty, thankfully. See? You back good enforcement of constitutional law. Don't back things blindly. The Stranger Thing House. Man, they really had to go out of their way to, to get this location. So everybody knows Stranger Things. This was Will Byers' house. And it was in the first and second, I think, season of Stranger Things. It's owned by seven siblings. It's like way out in Fayetteville, Georgia. And it's 1,800 square feet. It's tucked away on a pretty remote property. And it's going for $300,000 just because of the association with Stranger Things. It looks like it's a beautiful area. I mean, I love the fact that it's by nobody. That's the value right there. Stay with us. we got more to come. Politics, pop culture, and whatever else gets canceled, tossed in a blender, paid for by sponsored hate mail. It's The Dana Show. There doesn't have to be a process, as I understand it. You know, there's different people say different things. But as I understand, there doesn't have to be. If you're the president of the United States, you can declassify just by saying um, it's declassified, even by thinking about it, because you're sending it to Mar-a-Lago or to wherever you're sending it. And 
There doesn't have to be a process. There can be a process, but there doesn't have to be. You're the president. You make that decision. So when you send it, it's declassified. We, I declassified everything. So that is, welcome back to the program, Dana Lash here with you. So that was the president. He was talking with Sean Hannity uh, last night. This all had to do with the uh, declassification of those documents, etc., and to, and it, I, I understand what he's saying, and I don't disagree with the spirit of his remark, but that's not entirely. Usually they go through a process. I don't know how, what I don't know is how much they review them. Some people are like, it's a reviewed line by line. Then others are like, yeah, but that's not really. I mean, there are even attorneys that are kind of going back and forth on this. I mean, there is a formal declassification process, but ultimately I understand what he's saying. That he's the commander in chief. And at the same time, he didn't pack up all of this stuff and take it to Mar-a-Lago. I mean, there, there were people who, who get all of this stuff together. And by the way, we'll have you know that it usually consists of incoming and outgoing uh, members of the, the outgoing administration, the incoming administration. So those are usually the people responsible because you have the, the incoming that are assisting to transition the new president in, the outgoing to transition, you know, the, the departing president out, and they have to work together on this stuff. And that's long been known. So this idea that he just like grabbed all of this stuff up and raced to Mar-a-Lago is, is really um, dumb. It's really like it's very dumb. It's not how this, it's very reductive. It's not how this goes. It's reduced it all down to uh, just this dumb remark. There is a process, and I understand what he was saying. Um, and also, I don't even think he needs to speak to that. I say that because they, in, 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 the, in the documents that they released, when they were discussing why, you know, their, uh, you know, the reasoning, they didn't really even get into the reasoning of why they did it, but ultimately they weren't looking at classified information. So it's just it's 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 weird and it's stupid and all of the information that they were saying was classified are they trying to retroactively argue or argue that it's because he it was considered classified when they were there and it's now public that it's a retroactive thing That's what's so confusing in all of this and part of that is because Merrick Garland is a moron I know I'm doing some name calling here but honestly I just don't really feel like wasting my energy coming up with a fancier name for what is a basic observation i mean they've they've been all over the place whether they're leaking to the press or making statements that contradict what they leak to the press to give themselves some plausible deniability it's a little ridiculous and that's where all the confusion comes from now to this point i want to bring your attention to as everybody is cane noted everybody was talking about all this other stuff that's been happening including uh shaky leg mcpillow face over in russia who decide that he decided he's going to feed all of the men in Russia through the meat grinder that is Ukraine. You had a bunch of... You, so you have... There's this thing called the Presidential Election Reform Act. And I'm going to be really honest with you here. There was a little bit ago, we had some people approach us and they wanted me to read and support and endorse this on air. They wanted me to read live spots for this on air. And I was really suspicious because I am so picky as to who I work with and who I recommend to you, that it is a process. And I actually end up costing myself and my uh, distributor money 
because I say no to more than I say yes to because I am very protective of not just my audience, but I also want to make sure that I know everything about the people behind the product, etc. And we get weird requests every now and then. And this was one of them. Like people wanted me to, to, to endorse the Presidential Election Reform Act. And they at first we didn't know who was making this request. And I wanted to find out. So I did some digging and discovered that it was kind of I mean, because there's two bills. I don't and I don't think both of these they're not the same. There's a House bill and a Senate bill. They have competing bills. And this one group that was basically a bunch of centrist Republicans who are not exactly I wouldn't say they were MAGA if you had to define them. And I knew some of their associations and positions and I didn't feel comfortable with associating myself with the group that was behind it, nor did I feel comfortable in telling people to support this and telling you to just jettison your own reasoning capabilities and decision making abilities that you have an obligation you know, to not only possess, but to practice as citizens, and then read this thing on on air, I wasn't going to do it. So I said no. And it was a it was a good chunk of money. And I was like, this is dumb. I do this all the time. I had someone that wanted me to to read live reads for their book. And I said no. So very interesting things. So the Senate and House have competing bills because and, and that's why the reason I'm telling you about this is you've got to be super discerning. Keep in mind that all of this, this is still also a business. Even the people that you're watching on TV and the people you're like me listening to me right now, it is a bit where I'm a capitalist. I love, I just am very blessed in that I adore and am obsessed with what I do. I always have been. I have been like this since I was in junior high. My, fr- my friends will tell you. So I am very blessed that I am obsessed and love what I do. But it is a business. I just feel like I have a different perspective and I like to be a little protective of people and I don't want to sell out people's trust. So keep that in mind when you start, when you're hearing some things out there. The right is just as susceptible to this as the left. The left just wantonly practices it. There's a little bit more integrity, I think, with some other folks. So this electoral, you have the Electoral Count Act of 1887. Some people are saying that it needs, it's in need of reform. And this all goes back to the January 6th stuff. Because in the Senate, and we've talked about this so many times, and I've written about it, what people were objecting to in the Senate, I'm going to be quick just to reset it, is that there were certain states that had suspended the the protections for voter integrity because of the lockdown and the pandemic. And that means... You didn't have to have necessarily a, a, a dated stamp on the envelope for a ballot being sent in. Signatures, signature matching wasn't required. And while states are able to run their own elections, as, as a union, we all have an agreement that, okay, you've agreed to verify the integrity of your ballots by this. We do this. We can trust each other. Let's all have it count to go towards someone who will have oversight over us all, Right. So certain states had suspended against their own state constitutions these protections for voter integrity, and that is what specifically was being objected to, to be able to verify certain ballots from just a couple of states that had suspended their election protections for election integrity. That's what that was about. No one was overthrowing an election. No one was doing anything like that. These are stupid remarks made by the left that and they're not not only are they it's an exaggeration, but it's just maliciously wrong there. And the vice president does not have the authority to stop or do any of that. 
by the at that point and i feel like the electoral i feel like it's pretty clear so i'm i don't know if i'm totally on board with reformation of this i'm not persuaded i'm like we it's pretty clear unless you have the brain unless you have one brain cell it looks like it's pretty clear you know the the vice president does not have the authority to stop or do anything but i feel like this is a little bit of a move i don't like government kind of getting involved i just it's weird so you have the senate and the house they have competing bills and house democrats Nine Republicans joined House Democrats to pass through the House the presidential, their version of the Presidential Election Reform Act. And if you, and it was, of course, partially introduced by Liz Cheney. So they get to say it's bipartisan. It's bipartisan. But it's really not. Now, the Senate, they're a little bit different. House Republicans are pretty united in their disapproval of the, J- the January 6th committee. Um, you know, and I think that enough has been said on that. The Senate bill has enough support to break a filibuster. There are a few differences, though, from the bill in the House. So the, what I was looking at, apparently the Senate bill requires a fifth of House members to sign on to an objection. The House requires a third. And they, there's, some, there's some little differences. And the House bill has, very narrow per, has a very narrowed argument for filing objections to certifying any ele- presidential electors by the state. And so there are some different there's some differences in that. But they did that while everybody was fighting, looking at uh, shaky leg McPillow face and fighting over Letitia James. Kane, your thoughts? You're like fidgeting over there. It's it's such um, it's obvious to me when you look at everything that's in this bill and also why the White House walked back Biden's comments on the pandemic being over. Yes. They want these emergency powers by the federal government to continue. And this is part of that. Part of that. And so. You know, instead of which what the Constitution um, says, which is the states control the elections, this is federal overreach and nobody in the media wants to talk about it. Yeah. And there is there's like a federal agreement. States control their elections. And as we've talked about, when a state's like this is how we're going to promise you that these votes are legit. And we all agree these are all going to count towards our national vote because you've sort of you've you guaranteed that your votes are legit when they change that or drop. The protections for that's what was being objected to. And that's why people in the Senate, like, you know, like even the Mike Lees and that were like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Are, can you just verify? I mean, some of the people who objected and were asking for verification were not flamethrowers. That was really misrepresented purposely by the media. And a lot of people, including some center right people, bought into it. I think it's perfectly, you know, acceptable to, like, for instance, to say if, and then I have a fun video for you. Say that, um, like, say that, uh, you know, we're all, uh, we all decide that we're all going to rent a vacation house, right? For a vacation. We're going to get, we're going to get an Airbnb or something. And you want to make sure that, you know, that everybody is, you know, paying for it in a legit way, right? What if you found out that someone was like dealing drugs in order to afford to pay for that and you don't want to be associated or tainted by that? Okay. You want to verify. That's like, it's pretty analogous, I think. So that's all I'm saying. I want to cleanse your palate here with one of the best videos. It's on my Instagram. It's on my Facebook. I, uh, this video was simply titled, Squirrel Interrupts a Conference Call. Now let me set the stage. It features a gentleman in a sparsely decorated office. And on the wall is a Breakfast at Tiffany's poster, which I think is hysterical. And he's got a baseball bat. I is this real because it seems so crazy. It looks real. 
it seems real, and he screamed like it was real. So I want to play this for you because, well, this guy, I think, gave up his man card if he had one. Listen. There's a squirrel in his office. He's got a bat and the end, the end uh, frame, he's like standing there, standing there with a bat like he's Michael Douglas and falling down. And this squirrel, as he's screaming, I don't know what he thinks he's going to do with the bat. He swings it like a golf club. Squirrel is running around everywhere, flying through the air. At one point he gets on his desk and the squirrel flies over and he has no idea what to do. But the level of his screams just ascending it's one of the funniest things. I kind of want to make it my ringtone. It is hysterical. Oh my gosh. The first time I saw those when you posted it on Instagram last night. And I was I couldn't stop laughing. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this. It is the funniest thing. It is so funny. Listen to the Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to three PM Eastern Time. Because of the rising energy prices, we are certainly seeing the green premium shrink quite considerably. And so the amount of investment dollars that are going into new decarbonization technology is accelerating and accelerating very rapidly. That's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink. He says that ESG driving energy prices higher, it's actually a good thing. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, it's shrinking the green premium. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing that nobody can afford and it's tanking everything. That ESG, and it's not limited to energy. I've said this before, it is definitely not. Welcome back to the program. Dana Lash here with you. And that is just the, that's just the, the, the tip of it. We've been talking a lot about this ESG stuff, uh, the environmental social governance standards that they have or the extremely stupid grifting, like I like to, I like to refer to it as. And I was reading this piece because ESG, like I said, this is very, I saw this, this story. This is over at Japan Times. Here's the quote that stuck out to me because it said Xi Jinping and China's endgame for America. And it said the CPC's mission is to gain access to the international system without being changed by it, to gain enough leverage to subvert it, and then to remake that system in the model of its own totalitarian form of government. And that is exactly it. And they're big pushers of, of ESG. Because you are transferring. Energy is power. Energy is freedom. Energy is security. And you are transferring all of that from the current setup we have going from fossil fuels. And artificially, you're manipulating the market and artificially forcing the market to rely on China. And who's been at the helm of it? I mean, Joe Biden's getting ready to they're getting ready to closer and closer to this trillion dollar social spending bill. That's all ES, it's ESG, it's, it benefits that, it locks it all together. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow as well. I have a lot more. Today in Stupidity, Kane. All right, Democrats, the party of science. Yeah. Party of science. Science. Stacey Abrams is out there saying that there's no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks, even though science, of course, disagrees. There is no such thing as a heartbeat at six weeks. It is a manufactured sample. Designed to convince people that men have the right to take control of a woman's body away. Man, is this narrative ever going to get old? No, well, after 
Well, Planned Parenthood, you know how it came, how they used to have on their website five, six weeks of pregnancy? You could have a very basic beating heart and circulatory yeah. system. Yeah. They changed it. Oh, I'm not surprised. They removed it. It's like they changed the definition of vaccine and, and everything else if it doesn't align with this stupid agenda. There you go. Folks, that does it for us today. Tomorrow is Friday, and we are happy to end the week together. Make sure you sign up for the newsletter chapter and verse over at Substack. Find me on social, YouTube, Facebook. Like and subscribe back with you tomorrow.